everyone. Hello and good morning. Good day. Welcome this to Two Girls One Coast. Two Girls One Coast. The most haunted podcast in America. True. I have an update for you on what? the De Book Box, which we talked about in episode I think forty two. Uh, uh it's about post Malone being mm-hmm. cursed by it. It sure is. All right, well, I will let you take the floor. Okay. I've already read about it. I also love Post Malone secretly. Yeah, well, he is a little cursed now because, so, um, a few days ago, a video was released of Post Malone hanging out with Zach Baggins, our good old friend, at the Haunted Museum in Vegas. Zach's Museum. Zach's Museum. And apparently, Zach was like, oh, I'm going to take off this protective shield that's protecting the DeBook box. And usually... When people go in to go look at the DeBook box, they had to sign this waiver. And it's like, you're basically like signing your life away and saying that they're not liable for anything that happens to you. Mm-hmm. So Post doesn't sign the waiver. Oh, and for people who don't know, Post Malone is a rapper. And then, so he doesn't sign the waiver. The protective shield is not there. And Zach... Right, I I read that Zach was saying that he'd never felt this way before, but for some reason he felt... The urge to take the casing off Mm. and touch it. Yeah, so Zach touches it, and then Post touches Zach. And then if you watch the video, it's black and white. It's like CCTV footage, so there's no words. You can't hear anything. It's all silent. Mm -hmm. So it's really creepy. And so Post touches Zach, and Zach, like, hand, like, kind of flies up off the box. And then they kind of, like, jump a little bit and then step back into the side of the room. And... Post looks at Zach very concerningly, and then you see like Post's eyes kind of like bulge open, and he backs away from Zach, and then the two of them run out of the room. So it's just an eerie video. But the craziest thing is that now Post has had some crazy bad luck. Like he, there are three things it's, you can't even call it bad luck. He's had near death experiences. Yeah, it's like He's final destination been stuff multiple times. Yeah. So the first thing that happened was that his private jet, as they were taking off on the runway, two tires blew. Two. It's not like a freak accident where one of them blows. Two tires blew, and they had an emergency mm-hmm. land the plane. Then a few days later, robbers tried to break into his house with guns, but they had the address wrong, so they didn't get into his actual house. And then he was involved in a car crash, like, a few days later. So all these things are happening. You can decide for yourself if there's a correlation, but it's highly suspicious. And Zach said that by post touching his shoulder, he thinks it's enough for the curse to have moved through Zach. Right. Zach was basically acting as a conduit, and Mm -hmm. the curse just moved through him. To post. To our post Malone. I know. And it's so interesting because I feel like Zach is around all these things all the time. I'm sure he's interacted with the box before in some extent, to some extent. So maybe it doesn't affect Zach as much now, but it was like, oh, you brought me someone else. Yeah. It's so crazy. I wonder if the spirit is basically having these near misses happen to post Malone to just scare him and like show its power or I wonder if it really is trying to kill him but there's some something else looking out for post I it's so scary I hope something else is happening I mean based on the stories we read in episode 42 when we talked about it or when I talked about it no one had died from it they it put people in terrible ill like conditions 
like remember the guy's mother got very sick and was sent to the hospital and all of this stuff yeah crazy sick and like people had terrible nightmares i'd be curious if post is having crazy nightmares but no one i don't think i don't think anyone has died from it so hopefully it's just like this horrible spirit that's messing with people and it's not Mm -hmm. going to hurt him oh my gosh how crazy i know everyone go watch the video what was zach baggins thinking (laughs) well unless he was like overtaken by some other spirit and he had no choice oh my gosh i feel like this is this like post malone does these scary things didn't he do he went on ghost adventures didn't he i don't know I, i didn't see that episode if he did he i think he's into the paranormal a we lot should of probably are. have him as a guest. We probably we should. should. <laughs> we probably so, should. So you're cursed. How is that going for you? <laughs> Get both Zach and Post and have a fight over like which one you're gonna like hang out with after. I have interesting taste, clearly. Well, it was International <laughs> Pirate Day or Talk Like a Pirate Day, but I'm just gonna call it Pirate Day. And I thought of you and Andrew yesterday. Uh, I think about Andrew weekly. <laughs> I was daily. What he's up to. <laughs> almost daily We're almost not on that level every yet. minute every second of your I'm life i'm not that obsessive quite yet <laughs> you haven't met him yet no no i haven't so i can't really i can't make that judgment no. should we do our costumes and movie of the week oh my gosh yes i actually forgot about it but good thing i prepared a bunch of them ahead of time <laughs> <laughs> good let me find my okay. thing Okay, how many how many costumes are we suggesting? I we did two last week, but I have two this week as well. Okay, then let's do two. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay, so last week obviously I did crazy characters, and keep in mind every costume that you do, you can do a character with it based on what you're dressed as. But I went a little more traditional this week. So my first one is Annabelle the doll, and you can it's a pretty easy costume. Amazon actually has a really good Annabelle the doll wig. It's like the red hair and braids with the red ribbons mm-hmm. and then it's a raggedy and doll essentially right right and then you can buy a white nightgown and like a red ribbon that you tie around your waist and then um just put some little face paint on you to make you look more doll like you could turn that into a group costume and someone could be ed and someone could be lorraine warren Ooh, or you can do ooh. another group costume would be ev- like everyone dresses as a haunted doll so like annabelle robert the doll and a whole creepy crew and everyone has to like dress up and like have unblinking doll eyes that would be so scary Ooh, and also ooh, i have an idea if you want to like step it up and be really creepy you find like a glass window to sit behind so if the party's inside you sit outside and just sit in the window like you're on display or you could just prop yourself up somewhere and stay unmoving throughout the entire Ooh. event. But then every few minutes, maybe switch your positioning just slightly just so. Just slightly. Maybe move to a different room when no mm. one's looking. I like it. Okay. What's yours? Honestly, this is this is not one of mine. But I'm thinking about <laughs> how easy it would be to be Post Malone. Yeah. Because you just draw always tired under each eye, like his tattoos uh-huh. and a little skull sort of whatever his Frankenstein stitch yeah and then put your your hair in cornrows that would be easy someone could dress up as post and zach baggins and oh dybbuk box (laughs) that'd be scary okay one of my ideas Mm -hmm. 
So this isn't my idea. I stole this idea. Okay. I have been watching the show Fresh Off the Boat, which I'm obsessed with. So I've been cruising through it. Uh And I think it's in season two when they do Halloween or maybe it's season one. Uh, The two youngest boys, they dress up. They do a couple's costume. They do Silence of the Lambs. (gasps) And one of them has the face mask on and, you know, is Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. And the other one is dressed up as a lamb. Oh. And the one that's dressed up as Hannibal Lecter is also in somewhat of like a straitjacket and is on the stretcher. And the person who's dressed up as the lamb just wheels the stretcher around with Hannibal Lecter on it. That's amazing. It's so good. That's what I was thinking. Remember that one time I told you I want to be a dead body and then I have someone else carry me around or push me around the whole Mm -hmm. time? Yes, well, you could do this. This is perfect. <laughs> this is my ideal costume. I don't have to stand on my own two feet. It'd be a great one if there's a Halloween parade, too. Because mm. then, you know, you're always in motion, just wheeling Why? around. Why don't adults do Halloween parades? We should organize a adult Halloween costume parade in Salem when we're there. I'm sure there already is. Okay, well, then let's join in. So long as it's dog-friendly, because the one in my hometown is dog-friendly and all the dogs dress up in their costumes. I love dog costumes more than anything. They're so cute. They're so cute. Okay, I have one more. Okay. So this one is actually ingenious, and I need to give myself a pat on the back for thinking of it because it's amazing. So this costume, you dress up as a ghost, but all you have to do is sit on your couch and stay at home. And then when everyone's like, oh, my God, where were you? I didn't see you. Why weren't you there? And you said, you, like, go, like, what do you mean? I was there. And they say, no, I didn't see you. What were you, like, what? And you're like, oh, my God, my costume was so great then. It worked. I was a ghost. So basically sit at home, don't do anything, (laughs) and then pretend you went to all the parties. Yeah, but you were dressed up as a ghost so they couldn't see you. That's a good one for those who don't want to participate (laughs) in festivities. But the other option, oh. obviously, is to just grab, like, a white sheet and then cut holes because that's a fun costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This I came up with, although I'm sure it's probably been done before because no ideas are original anymore. <laughs> that's true. There are too many people on this planet. Yeah. You could be flash dance, mm. but not the typical flash dance. You throw on a big coat, like an Inspector Gadget coat, like one that flashers wear, and then you open it. To flash people, but then as soon as you open it, you just dance. I, that is amazing. Isn't it kind of punny? Mm-hmm. Ooh, and if you one. have like an old dancing costume sitting at home, like, you know, I do because I was a dancer growing up, um, put that underneath your coat and you have two costumes. The most important part of this costume is that you have to make direct eye contact with your victim the entire time you flash of course. and dance. You have to pretend you're a real flash dancer. Flash dance! <laughs> I love it. My mom was flashed in Paris once. Oh. She hated it. Shocker. Yeah, that would have... <laughs> Who likes it? It's like, wow, I really needed to see that pee today. <laughs> That's uplifting. I feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. I mean, I guess maybe the flashers enjoy it. Unacceptable. <laughs> I don't I don't accept that as an excuse for flashing people. Yeah, no, there is no excuse. Um, you must be clothed underneath and you must dance. And you if must you're going dance. To flash. Yes. Okay. What's your movie? My movie is none other than Halloween Town. <gasps> the entire series. Yes. Because it's amazing, except for the last movie where they switched Marnie. I know. That was crazy. And they didn't even pick out a brunette person to play Marnie. Right. 
just straight up blonde girl took her place and it's like who are you fooling yeah like that that doesn't work so all of them except for the last one which i think was halloween town high or something right yeah all the other ones are amazing and they are some of the best Mm -hmm. and that's my halloween it's a classic if you haven't seen it it's like where have you been uh someone actually messaged us saying that i think there's a place in oregon that recreates halloween town every year and i want oh i have heard of that they have the pumpkin in the center of the yeah. like, town center and everything. All right. What did you choose? Um, I chose Coraline because we talk about it so much that I wanted to highlight it as the movie of the week. I just, yeah. It's I've so said what I need to say about Coraline. It was one of the first things that got me into this the horror genre because I read it when I was in third grade, I want to say, and I did a book report on it. And then I watched the movie and I was like, I need more. I've seen it twice and that was enough for me. So if you haven't listened to the Encounters episode Mm -hmm. from this past week, we released two new shirts to our merchandise store, which is on Big Big Cartel. You can find it um, via our website. You can just go to twogirlswonkghostpodcast.com and then click on the merch and then it will redirect you there. Uh, And we have two shirts. One of them says Two Girls, One Ghost most haunted podcast in america because it's, it's true text. it's plain it's somewhat refined and um then we have another one it's a shirt with our favorite things on it yes so kind of spooky kind of earthy kind of spiritual different different types of products yeah like elixir and sage and a feather all kinds of fun things fun things so check those out because October is coming and you want to wear your spooky yes your spooky outfits. You do. But you can also wear them all year. That's the great thing about them. You can. But specifically in October, you have to wear one. So this week, we have a topic of haunted schools. Haunted schools. We've done colleges before. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to open it up to just any school in general. It right. could be a daycare. It could be kindergarten. It could be a private school, boarding school, high school middle school online school where everyone who signs up for classes online gets haunted Ooh. i don't know maybe there's something could you like imagine <laughs> um what did you choose oh because it's my turn i guess it is your turn all right well let me find where i put my notes okay okay i chose the loomis chaffee school and i learned about this place through one of our listeners kate and i'm gonna read her email at the end because oh, okay. she went there Ooh. So the Loomis Chaffee School is a private high school. Mm-hmm. It has uh, day students, but then it's also, they have like dorms. So it's basically a boarding school, but certain students don't stay overnight. Right. It's a mixture. Right. It's in Connecticut and it hosts grade 9 through 12. And I believe it, it might host some um, like post high school, you know, when people take like an extra year. Oh, yeah to you know improve academics or get really great at their sports to get a scholarship yep i think it it's one of those schools and it's ranked as one of the most expensive private schools nice and it's also a top private school in the nation well that's also nice you pay for what you get right it's a boarding school in connecticut so i said it very wrong i meant to say you get what you pay for not what you pay you pay what you get sorry yeah my (laughs) brain something sometimes things come out and i'm like i don't know there must be some wires crossed i think it happens you know i always thought i'd become more intelligent with age (laughs) but it's exactly the opposite i have a hard time just doing like daily brain functions help 
sometimes I hold my breath and I'm like, wow, I'm forgetting to breathe. I thought that this was something <laughs> that I don't have to remember to do, but apparently it's a conscious decision now. Sometimes I print out those like times tables and I just do like the quick math just to try to get my brain going. Oh God, I gave up on that in second grade. I love math. Oh no, no. <laughs> just my that fun hobby. That would be hobby. my purgatory, my hell. <laughs> Here are some times tables. I'd be like, no! <laughs> For the rest of eternity. Oh, I can't imagine anything worse. <laughs> Literally nothing. Name I something. Could, math is worse. I could name a few things that are worse. Someone flashing you, for example, over and over. I'd rather see an <gasps> infinite amount of peens than no. have to do Ew. times tables. <laughs> What if what if someone flashes you with times tables? Oh my god, that would be way worse. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, back to Loomis Chaffee School. Back to school. The school was created back in 1874. Well, actually, the kind of the idea, the inception was back in 1874, and it has a pretty sad but also somewhat heartwarming background. Okay. Um, there were five siblings, descendants of the Loomis family, who I believe had been in Connecticut and like the Northeast for since like the 1600s. So there's a long line of lineage okay. there with the Loomis family. And there were five siblings, four men and, and one woman, and they all outlived, all survived their children. So all <gasps> of their children, unfortunately, had passed away. Oh, that breaks so, my heart horrible but to honor their lost children they built this school as a gift for other children oh they wanted the school to provide a blend of vocational and college prep courses and they also wanted to make sure that it had no political or religious influence so i like that and they tried also to provide as much free education to both boys and girls as they could wow i mean it's definitely not free now but right (laughs) back then that only lasts so long you need to you need to make money somehow Exactly. Uh, in 1914, I believe that was the year that they opened their doors, or the school opened its doors, and there mm-hmm. were 39 boys and five girls who attended, and a few years after, they sort of divided by the sexes and had a more specific curriculum for girls and boys, right. and then the school began to grow, and so they built a ton of new buildings, and expansion like really blew up in the 1970s. Okay. So right now, it has... About 700 students, I think, like, honestly, the number is like 690 or something like that. Um, And mm, probably more if you count those who are not of this realm. I count them. Because it's haunted, if you didn't know that that's what we talk about. (laughs) That's what we're going to talk about? I never thought. It's always haunted. Sometimes we surprise you with an alien abduction, but usually haunted. Yeah, usually there are ghosts involved in this podcast. Okay, so let's take a journey. We're going to walk through the school, Ooh. through the various buildings, okay. halls, and learn about all the different haunted spots on this campus. I'm ready. I have my walking shoes on. Perfect. Tie your laces. We're going to Founders Hall mm-hmm. because Founders Hall seems to be a super like hot spot. It's a bed for paranormal activity. Ooh. And this area is very frequently talked about by people. It's listed like on anywhere that you see that... Loomis Chaffee School is haunted. It will usually say Founders Hall. So this is a pop in place. It is one of the older buildings on the campus, and it used to house boarding students. And perhaps some of those students never checked out. 
Free tuition. They're free tuition. Free room and board. Activity occurs more frequently on the third floor specifically. So it's the third floor of Founders Hall that is really haunted. Uh, it already apparently looks pretty creepy, I guess, with mm. the poor lighting and kind of like shadow cast hallways. People get an eerie vibe from it. But there's definitely something there, too, because the custodial staff will go in and clean and then turn the lights off. But they often find that the lights have turned back on Ooh. after. Also, when the lights are turned off, it's pretty much pitch black and you can't see from one side of the hall to the other. So it's really creepy. That's very scary. Yeah. I hate the and darkness. People, <laughs> the darkness is frightening. Yeah. Because you're just less prepared, you know? You're just so, you're so much more alert, but you like can't prepare yourself for what's coming. Right. Because you don't know and what's coming. And that's how people feel in the third floor because it's super dark. Yikes. And people just pretty much try to avoid the hall once night falls and the lights shut off. Kevin Henderson is a history teacher at the school, and he says that he tries not to go onto the floor after dark. I mean, along with everyone else. Right. Because it feels off. He said there's something that just, like, feels off. You know that you shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And he said really strange noises will happen, and sometimes you'll even hear music playing from the third floor when it's completely vacant. Oh, that's... I mean, that's like Phantom of the Opera kind of stuff. It's spooky. Yeah. I mean, realistically, it's probably children playing, like... Right. Maybe. Right? I mean, depends on what kind of music, because children can't play, like, great music unless they're, like, playing a boombox. That's not true. Children can be great at instruments. Okay, fine. You're right. But I'm I'm imagining, like, toddlers. Well, this is school 9 through 12. This is high school age. Okay, if they're high schoolers, fine. Then they're... 14 through 18. Then those aren't children. They're teenagers. I like to think I was an adult at that age. Uh, after visiting the third floor, you might feel a little ill and decide that you need to go to the health center. Ooh. But you should probably go to the new health center. Don't confuse it with the old health center, oh, no. now known as Gwendolyn Hall, because a spirit haunts these halls. None other than the spirit of Gwendolyn herself. And actually, if you had to go to one health center, it might be a good idea to go to Gwendolyn because she seems to be so extremely caring Aww. and she still takes it upon herself to care for those students that are not feeling well. And she has at a Loomis hall named after her. Yes. Apparently, I think she was the wife of, I'm going to butcher it because I don't remember, some guy <laughs> that was like working there or had some position there. Okay. She, she was the wife. She, she didn't work there. I think she just lived there. Students who see her often confuse her with an actual nurse. She allegedly walks around wearing white, and she delivers water to students in the middle of the night. One student reported that she was feeling quite ill, and she was spending the night in that hall. I think she lived there. I think they're dorms now. Mm -hmm. And um, she was given water by a nurse who came in that night after she woke up so she woke up in the middle of the night and she was just like feeling very parched and within like a minute or two of her waking up a nurse came in giving her water and she was like this is amazing so in the morning she thanked the nurse again and she was like that was so kind of you like thank you so much for taking care of me you know right being a kind person Uh and then the nurse was like um i never checked on you last night like that wasn't me i never came came over to your room (laughs) So it was Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. And also, 
Apparently, while Gwendolyn is not taking care of students and giving them water, she spends her time being kind of noisy because people who live in the halls have heard strange noises, noises that are often attributed to the sound of like um, like an infirmary or like like nurses walking around and checking on people. So it's most likely Gwendolyn kind of projecting those noises. Right. Her experiences. Right. Exactly. Students at the school also have a bit of a tradition, and it's to write their names on the walls of the cupola. And students who venture into the cupola may want to rethink their decision. Why? Because there's a ghost up there in the cupola. You like, you like saying that word, don't you? Cupola. Cupola. The, so I don't think anyone has seen the ghost while they're up there, but apparently if you're standing down below and you look up at the tower... <gasps> people have spotted a little girl standing by the window. And it's believed that this little girl might be one of the children of the Loomis family. Whoa. She just decided to stay here and live in the home her family members provided her. Perhaps the same girl who apparently giggles by the tennis court. Whoa. So there's like, and also, if you Google image this school, mm-hmm. it is a tiny campus. So the fact that there are hauntings in this many places, it's like pretty much the entire place is haunted. Right. But you can also imagine that these spirits are probably traveling around the building. Okay. So now we're going to the theater for all the theater kids. The theater. Which is you, Sabrina. Not me. You always think I'm a theater kid, but I'm not. Come on. I'm a poser. You used to be. I like literally never was. You never were involved in the theater. I met you in a theater. No, for a semester, I don't know what happened, but I requested to go into LMU undeclared, and they stuck me in theater, which is interesting because, because we were meant to meet. Maybe that's what it was. I was only in there for a semester, but like that's the thing is most people, everyone had to audition to get into the theater at LMU. But somehow I slipped through the cracks. Yeah. And I was put into theater. But I wasn't a theater kid. I did, like, I liked doing, like, film, TV stuff, but I did not like standing on a stage. I was a major theater kid. Well, then you'll really thrive at the the podcast festival when we have to be on the stage. And I'll just sink into the ground. No, I gave up being on the stage, but I have good, fond memories. I guess I didn't give up because we're about to do it, but... (laughs) <laughs> I want no well, that's another time I've fallen on out of a shopping cart on stage before see this is why you shouldn't be on stage too many injuries <laughs> I could have become a ghost you could have uh maybe the ghost of Norris Ellie Orchard Theater or Neo Theater as Ooh. the kids call it yeah that's a long name I would call it Neo too Neo yeah um there are some strange things that have happened there often weird smells waft through the space and strained voices speak out back in the green room so that's not really horrible the smells thing is weird the smell thing is a little weird and i don't know what the smells smell like because no one described that and actually there wasn't that much information on this school so it was kind of hard to i mean i had like three articles to basically reference with enough information to write something but um They didn't, they didn't specify. It's like, is it a sulfur smell? Is it the smell of old cigars? Or like, roses. Is it a musty smell? Is it roses? Yeah, what are the smells? Is it bad body odor? Who knows? Not us. Let's go visit the high school and be creepy adults showing up to hang out with teenagers. 
Let's not get arrested. <laughs> I heard there were some ghosts here. Uh, okay. So yeah, the theater's haunted. And now we're going to the very last place. Ooh. And so far, I feel like the hauntings haven't been horrible, right? You have some, right. like, a little girl in the bell tower, some odd smells and voices in the theater. I have a feeling here. things are going to change. Things might change when you go into the underground tunnels. <gasps> the tunnel system that was originally built for pipes and electrical wires goes under the whole school and few people enter, very few, and I'm pretty sure it's somewhat like of a crawl space. Like LMU, our school, um, they had tunnels. Did you ever go in them? I didn't. Neither did I. I never will. I would have if someone ever invited me. Oh, <laughs> no. Honestly, I'm having a really hard time right now because I'm convinced I drank Dawn dish soap. Oh. Because I made, I made banana pancakes, but like the healthy version where you just like have rolled oats and stuff Mm -hmm. and i washed out the cup and i thought i thoroughly washed it and then i made the banana pancakes and then i ate them and then when i rinsed out the cup all of these suds (gasps) came out without me even putting any soap into the container and i was like what poison control i mean maybe it wasn't that much i don't know i don't feel well my breath feels like hot and a sudsy you just start like (laughs) throwing up soap oh gross Okay. Anyway, sorry. Back to the story. <laughs> oh, God. Well. This is quick. There's tunnels. They go under the school. But something bad is down in these tunnels. Because people who, the few people who've crawled through say that there is a fog that reportedly wafts through and blinds the people that uh, are crawling through. No. And people have come out with mysterious injuries, too. <gasps> Perhaps the mark of something more evil down there, right? Yeah their ankles are grabbed something the fog brings the mist brings something in with it that's scary yes that is the loomis chaffee school lots of ghosts it sounds like a great school if you avoid the tunnels right because i mean you're just gonna get water at night and hear giggles of children you know everyone's having a good time pretty much yeah it doesn't seem like a very scary place but perhaps that's not true because i'll read kate's story at the end Ooh. Interesting. I'm excited. I need water. I think I really do have soap. (laughs) I might die. Don't die. Not while we're recording. (laughs) Uh, I like how it's not like, don't die unless you, it's like, well, not in the middle of the recording. (laughs) We have to get this done first. (laughs) Okay, what did you choose? Okay. I chose El Paso High School in Texas. So, El Paso, Texas is straddled by the Rio Grande on the U.S. Mexico border. It's a beautiful city and it's actually one of the sunniest locations in the United States with over 302 302 days of brightness a year. Oh, and it's also where margaritas were invented. So, props to El Paso. Um, It has, the city has a sinister past and was once known as the six shooter capital because it. Because of its lawlessness and with the history of violence and death, it's no surprise that there are quite a few haunted locations, but one of the most Did haunted- you do something in El Paso before? When we did the Wild Wild West, what did you do? You did another lawless. Yeah, I, I did. I guess the Wild West was all pretty much lawless. They're all, yeah. Mine was in <laughs> Nevada, though. Okay. So, yeah, of course, there are going to be haunted locations in El Paso, but the most haunted is in fact, El Paso High School. 
Um, aside from the obvious tortures of being in high school and coming to terms with getting boobs, or in my case, losing boobs, then <laughs> let's throw some ghosts into the mix because ghosts make high school better, right? So El Paso High School has seen it all. There's weird goo that drips from the ceiling. There, People have heard ghostly voices throughout the empty building. People have seen mists seeping through doorways or hovering in hallways. Um, there are plenty of classrooms and old hallways that are completely blocked off for no apparent reason. And like doors are locked to certain areas of the building and like no one's ever been able to get into them. Ooh. And there have been some ghosts caught on tape. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. There's proof? There's proof. I'll get to that later because I just wanted to tease you and then I'll get back. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the history of the high school. Um, it's okay. actually listed on the National Registry of Historic Places. It's nickna- nicknamed the Lady on the Hill because it hit- sits up on a mountainside and has like this beautiful overlooking view of the city and the mountains. And- Sabrina, I really don't want to interrupt, but I think I'm about to throw up. Go throw up. Are you okay? Yeah, just can you wait like three minutes? Yeah, of course. Sorry. Oh, no. It's coming! <laughs> well, Corinne, you're going to be editing this, so I'm just going to leave you a short, sweet message. Hi, Corinne. My name's Ghost. I just want to say hi to you. How are you doing? What's going on? I miss you. I wish I could see your face right now. I miss you. I really hope you enjoy this because... I am talking to myself, and I seem like a crazy person. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. <sighs> okay. You're back. How'd it go? For sure, swallowed soap. Um. Well, I just want you to know that when you're editing this, I left you a very nice long message that entire time you were throwing up. <laughs> very nice as a certified psychopath message. <laughs> okay back to el paso so it's nicknamed the lady on the hill because it has this beautiful view of the city and it overlooks the mountainside and um it's actually a gorgeous school it's like this greco-roman styled school with marble floors a huge auditorium and like it has classical columns the bathrooms are finished with tile marble and porcelain the walls are like it's just made with like hardwood oak and like all of this it's just like stunning mm-hmm. and um it has an open air stadium outside and it's like one of the first concrete stadiums it's called the jones stadium and it seats over eight thousand people And in 1922, the KKK board members changed the name to represent Sam Houston, in quotes, a true Texas hero. (laughs) But shocker, after a year, many people were not happy with the KKK and they changed the name back to El Paso High. Um, It was originally built in the 1900s and reports of ghosts began very quickly after it was built. Um, The history is not very clear, but it's believed that there are underground tunnels in the building actually it, there are underground t- tunnels but it's believed that they were used as bomb shelters during world war ii and legend says that the basement is the most haunted area because it was used as a makeshift morgue during the spanish flu epidemic in the early 1900s and during <laughs> world war ii then based on an article i read there are over 900 miles of secret passageways underneath el paso city 
which date back to the 1880s because they were originally used for human smuggling from Mexico to the United States. I guess there was this whole ban on Chinese immigrants because uh, people living in the Americas didn't want the Chinese coming and taking jobs like the California Railroad and gold and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So in El Paso, these tunnels were used to smuggle them into the city so that they can come to the U.S. Uh, The tunnels were later used to transport alcohol during Prohibition and eventually drugs and immigrants from Mexico. There's also rumors of an underground city that these tunnels led to, um, but it's never been confirmed. I just like the idea of an underground city. And many of the tunnels today are closed and inaccessible, but El Paso High School actually has tunnel tours, and I think they're led by students, and then all of the money raised goes to their proms, graduations. They have scholarships that are funded by these tunnel tours, and uh, they help, uh, the tunnels help keep the living and the dead living together happily, because lots of ghosts come in those tunnels. So now, back to the ghosts. Okay. It is known for its female ghost. One specifically, but there have been many sightings of different female ghosts. But students report seeing one young woman wandering the halls. And others report seeing a young lady jumping off the school's balcony, which seems to stem from the unfortunate death by suicide, where over 30 years ago, a young teenage girl apparently slit her wrist and jumped from the school's balcony. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. It's so tragic. And this story behind it is really hard to verify but one of the articles i read said that um this girl was dating a football player and they had planned to go to prom together so she got all dressed up and met him at the school but instead of enjoying a nice romantic night together he broke up with her and she um completed suicide so it seems like her spirit is still haunting the high school and many people have reported seeing a mist inside the school hallway kind of by the stairway that leads up to the balcony and it will sometimes transform into the shape of a young girl and then wander down the hallways but this balcony area is one of those places in the school that's blocked off so there's a stairway up to the balcony but the stairway door is locked which i understand for safety reasons they would the school Mm -hmm. would do that um but there are also strange substances and oozy goo that drips from the ceiling in that area oh whoa yeah it's like ectoplasm so creepy i wonder what causes that i don't know enough about ectoplasm and the goo but it's such an interesting paranormal phenomena i really don't understand it either it makes me think of something demonic but i know but it also makes me think of ghostbusters right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, uh, sometimes the halls are filled with a thick mist for apparently no reason, similar to your tunnels. Like all of a sudden this mist will fly at people and it just is like super disorienting. Uh, there's also a story of a football star who died tragically during one of the games on the field. He apparently snapped his neck in the middle of the game and died. Oh, it's oh so my God. horrible. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. Oh. I know. I can't listen to this. But his spirit is believed to be seen running on the field, so he's still enjoying his favorite sport in the afterlife. Um, And now to the stories. So, the basement. In 2000, a group of teachers and students actually got trapped inside the school during a snowstorm, and so they stayed in the school, and what what did they decide to do to keep themselves busy? They decided to explore the more mysterious parts of the school. 
So they made their way down into the basement, which was rumored to have hidden classrooms. Well, the rumors were proven to be true because they found a brick wall with like a few bricks kind of crumbling out. And through those holes and gaps in the wall, they could see a doorway leading to who knows what. So strange. I wonder why it was blocked off. Well, it gets even stranger. So they were like, well, it looks like this wall's already crumbling. Let's just give it an extra push and whoops, it all crumbled to the ground. Oh, no, what's this door? Let me go look. Um, they open the door, and what do they find? They find a classroom that is completely furnished, desk, chairs. There are open notebooks and textbooks on the tables as if people had just gotten up and left in the middle of whatever they were doing. And then these rooms were boarded up. So it's one thing to oh. board rooms up because people said it was actually because of the air conditioning and the way that the building was set up that the basement got too hot. But if that's the case, why leave in the middle of a class? Why leave the desks and like perfectly fine furniture in that room and block right. it up? If you were sealing something up for purposes of better air circulation, you wouldn't – yeah, you'd clear out the space. Yeah, yeah. And it looked like they had left like mid – class there was they found a That's love bizarre. letter from a young girl to a boy in the notebook they found baby ruth candy wrappers on the floor they found like five cent soda bottles and pennies and they 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 were like this room was probably all this all this stuff was from the 1900s wow yeah so it's still a mystery they have no idea why there were two classrooms just like that behind that brick wall angelo Plachuda, who was a journalism teacher at the school, was staying late with some of the students to finish the layout for the yearbook, and he sent his students home around 9 p.m., but he stayed until 11 p.m. to finish up some loose ends, and as he went to exit the school, he spotted a young teenage girl wearing a 1940s-style blue chiffon dress kind of standing in the glow of the exit sign, and he thought that it was a student who just like was kind of like lingering in the school, and he was like, are you okay? I think it's mm-hmm. time to go home. Do you need a ride home? What's going, like, are, is everything okay? And she just looked at him with this sad expression and didn't respond. So he starts walking towards her. And keep in mind, it's 11 p.m. No one else is in the school. It's dark. It's kind of eerie. This girl just looks sad. He's concerned. So he starts walking towards her. And then he realized that she's transparent and not standing on the floor, but hovering midair. And then as he continues to approach her, now way more cautious and uneasy, she just floats down the hall and disappeared. So I think that one is believed to be the young girl. Okay. And she seems to be the most often seen ghost in the school. But then there are two stories that are like from different time periods or from one's from 2003 and one is from the 1980s. And the stories are almost identical. So the first experience was when Coach McClip who was the track coach from the 1980s, and his team returned to school one night. It was late. They had just won the state track championship in Austin. And him and his team were putting away their gear in the locker in their lockers. It was like 2 a.m. when they got back. It was really late. But then the coach started – they all started to hear these really weird sounds that sound like other students in the school. They heard footsteps mm-hmm. rushing above their head, headed toward the auditorium. They heard laughter and cheerleaders cheering. They heard voices singing the school fight song, and they Whoa. were they were all like, "What's going on? Is this like, did did they surprise us with a pep rally because we won at two a.m.? I mean, at, yeah, at two a.m. Exactly. 
so the coach rushes to the second floor to find out what's going on and he hears all the sound coming from the auditorium but as he gets closer the noises just abruptly stop and he discovered the next day that no one was in the school besides him and his team and then it sounds like there's like these spirits continuing cheering maybe it's for that football star i don't know mm-hmm But then the second experience was in 2003 when Sergeant Joffrey R. Allen was called to the school in response to an alarm. And this happens often. A lot of alarms will go off at the school, so local law enforcement will show up to search the school. So in this case, he brought his canine dog, and he arrived to the school. It was after midnight. Him and his dog entered the school and started hearing, again, the school fight song, cheerleaders cheering people screaming and like clapping it was just like the same experience that the coach had had um and as he approaches the auditorium he saw the lights were on and as they get closer the dog starts like howling and kind of getting uneasy and try to run out run out of the school oh wow and the dog kind of gets off the leash and runs out of the school and so he runs Mm -hmm. after the dog and he finds his dog cowering underneath the patrol car like so scared oh my gosh you have to this is what I hate about pets being involved in the paranormal. I know. It's, it scares they're them. They're so scared and they don't understand and it's like, don't force them. I know. Uh, so he comforts the dog and then he's like, okay, puts the dog in the car. He's like, you don't have to come back in with me. I won't do that to you again. So he goes back and he goes to check on the school. But this time the front doors are locked and he can't get in. And all of the lights that he, he had seen on before are now off. So he's like very confused by what's happening. But very odd instances. And then, as promised, the ghosts caught on tape. Oh. Okay. So the first photo. And I'm going to send you yes. a photo before I tell you the second story. But the first photo okay. was taken in 1916 when the school was being built. And in the photo, there's a woman in a white dress standing in the corner as if she's just going about her business and walking along the lawn. But no one who was at the site that time saw this woman she doesn't appear on the negative she only appears in the printed photo that's very interesting mm-hmm. so they I don't wonder know. if other photos like printed photos have had that same similarity when it comes to catching spirits oh yeah it'd be interesting well the second photo does they have no idea who that woman is but now the second photo so it's 1985 and the high school's graduating class is getting ready to take their class photo and they're all mm-hmm. like primmed up and pretty and they get in like their rows and they organize themselves smile big and the photo clicks they're done all normal right but then when the photo is printed and i'm gonna send it to you okay i have my phone i'm ready i just sent it (gasps) do you see it oh i'm scared (laughs) so they print this photo i want to zoom in but i'm afraid that that will make it a person appeared in my room (laughs) so what corinne is reacting to is when they print the photo they realize there's this one odd person in the photo and all of the teachers and students seem normal you can see their features and everything can you even see my i guess you can't because i'm backlit right now but my hair has never been standing up it's harder than it is because it's so clear but she's the only person in the photo who doesn't have clear features and it's a young woman wearing white and her hair is kind of covering her face it's dark hair it kind of looks like a samara yeah she kind of looks a little feeble and meek and mm-hmm. small her and features like- are very blurred and fuzzy 
And again, they look at the negative of the photo and she is not in it. It's only when they print the photo. Wait, when was this photo taken? 1985. You know what's weird? What? Are the two people in front? That one looks just like my grandma, Judy. Really? And this looks just like her daughter, my aunt, Susan. Did they go to El Paso High or were they teachers Uh, there? Not that I know of, but (laughs) I'm going to ask them what they were doing in this photo. (laughs) Now it's even more paranormal. And this looks like my mom. when she. (laughs) Oh, my God. I actually just got a family photo of yours and and I'm showing you a ghost. Oh, and this one looks like my dad, but a haunted version. Look at how messed up that is. Well, because this is also a zoomed in version of the actual photo. Okay, this is this photo scares me because all my (laughs) relatives are in it. But so no one knows who this woman is. And everyone in the graduating class is like, I did not see this girl when I was when like because she's on the end of of one of the rows. And they're like, the girl standing next to her was like, no one was standing next to me. No one saw this girl. She was not in the photo. She's not on the negative. She only appears on the actual photo print. That's terrifying. And so no one knows who she is, but maybe it's the spirit of the young girl who died by suicide. Maybe she was part of that class and she wanted to be in the graduating mm-hmm. photo. I, I don't know because it's they don't have specific dates about that girl. Um, but when you walk into the school, there's a display case kind of right at the entrance and there's a yearbook open to this page. So it's the 1985 yearbook and they have it open to the page with the ghost. So everyone can walk by and be terrified all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it also could be a sweet experience. Like, it's just this girl trying to be a part of the high school. I suppose. I suppose so. But there's just uh, enough things off in this photo for me that it is creepy. me a nervous. We'll post it on our in- social media. Yeah, on our Instagram. Because she looks, like, so much younger than the people in the photo. She really does. Like, if I had to guess her age, I'd say it, she was, like... 14 right which is still high school age so that's el paso high in texas wow okay i love ghost photos they me scare the too. hell out of me but they're the best uh-huh it's nice to have a visual to look at it yeah it's really nice yeah i mean <laughs> it's scary it's not that <laughs> nice but you know what i mean right but it's like almost undeniable like what can you what can people say about it you know yeah and when you listen to it you picture you picture like, you have your own image in your head, but then when you actually see it, you're like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I need to ask all the people that I know from Texas if they know anyone who's been there. I know. I would love to hear stories. Like, because I went to a older school, but I don't remember it being haunted at all, and I wish I went to a haunted school. Really? Oh, my high school. I may have been the only person to see spirits in it, but I saw things. <laughs> I see dead people. I saw um, both, actually both things that I saw were in the theater. I took a public speaking class. Wow. And So you're admitting you spent some time in a theater then? So I guess I stood on stage. <laughs> I did take like one or two acting classes too. But I just mm. never participated in the school plays. Like that wasn't, I did the study of, but I didn't do participation. Participation of. But I was in the theater and one time I saw a girl walking and she had a backpack and she had her hair up in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. She had brown hair and she was walking down one of the aisles or up one of the aisles. And I just like watched her. We were all standing in a group mm-hmm. on the stage like doing some like warm up activity and I was just like watching her and then all of a sudden she vanished and I was like, oh, Whoa. damn. Like I didn't register that she was 
spirit at first. Oh my gosh. I just thought it was a student. And then the other time there was a little boy, like a young little boy, like probably like four or five years old, just um, like running and crouched, like running in between the the different aisles, Whoa. like just playing. I saw him for a few moments. But those seem like nice spirits. Yeah, it's just kids and students. Right. I actually saw a ghost in my middle school. I think it was my middle school. It was either elementary. I think it was middle school. I think I was like a sixth grade. But I went to go to the bathroom in the middle of class. And in the bathroom was this old woman standing at the sink watching me wash my hands after I went to the bathroom. And then she just oh. disappeared. Sabrina, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I went to the class, back to class, and the girl I was sitting next to, I was like, oh, I just saw a ghost. And she goes, was it the old lady? <gasps> Sabrina! I know. <laughs> Why have you never told me this? <laughs> it was scary. That's really scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Was it the old lady? Mm-hmm. Hell no. And then her and I, and then her and I, because it didn't seem like it wasn't like a scary negative experience. It uh-huh. was just like scary in the fact that like, oh, I just was stared at by a ghost. So yeah. in the future, after that cl- after that happened, we would like try to make excuses to go to the bathroom and like see if we can find her again. But I never. Are saw you her kidding again. me? I would never go into that bathroom again. <laughs> That's the difference between you and I. I'm like, give me more. You're more of a ghost hunter, and I'm like, that was great. That was enough. Thank you for that. I never wanted to do see that you again. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Right. My middle school, we all had – there was a group of us that all had um, an experience together. And I forget the terminology uh, or, like, the the word for it. But we all, like, ran and screamed and told our teacher. And he was like, oh, he basically said we were all having, like, a group delusion. What? And we were like, no, there is – we we had a, um overnight sleepover, like, a lock-in. <gasps> That's so scary. Yeah. But they're so fun. And we were all playing hide and seek and a big group of us was ah. going to find like other people that were hadn't been found yet. Right. And up at the front office, which was locked, it was completely dark and we just saw like a tall, shadowy <gasps> figure walk through with glowing eyes and it Wait, stopped and looked at us. How have you never just, told me this? I'm sure I have. <laughs> we turned around and we and it, it was on the opposite side of the school than where we like we were staying. And we I mean, I definitely wasn't the last one. I sprinted like my heart, <laughs> like my whole life depended on it. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I saw in Wait, my middle that's school. That's so scary. Honestly, all the schools are haunted. And I wonder if it's something about, well, I mean, any place can be haunted. We've talked about that. Right. But I wonder if it's something about the nervousness and vulnerability of just people Teenagers. growing up and being yeah. in school and trying to be social. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the openness and something to do with like youth and children right can see things are more sensitive but maybe it's like a hub for all of these spirits yeah i mean my awkwardness alone from high school probably brought a lot of ghosts whoa what was that? that yeah i don't know i think my building's collapsing you're throwing up your building's collapsing also, I think I'm going to be okay. I did a bunch of Googling after I threw up. <laughs> well, I was listening to you, but I was also Googling for my own life. And it said that if you throw up after having a little bit of Dawn dish soap, it's not that big of a deal because if it's just like your reflex. Yeah. I've definitely had soap. I've definitely had soap before. Yeah, my bad. The parents used to wash their kids' mouths out with soap. Like, they didn't die. 
Oh, that's true. Thank you for that, Sabrina. You're welcome. You're fine. That makes me less paranoid. <laughs> I mean, but I'm a hypochondriac. Like, that's I true. I always think. I once cried in the middle of my pro- place of work, my profession, because I used a neti pot with tap water, and my dad was like, oh, you used distilled water, right? And I was like, no. And he was like, you're supposed to because the bacteria in tap water. So then I did Googling and research and then I convinced myself that I had brain-eating amoebas no. and I was going to die. <gasps> I was bawling my eyes out at work. Everyone was surrounding me and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, I mean, I have brain-eating amoebas, so like, you only have 48 hours left with me. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your story. Yes, because this, so if you already forgot, Kate is the one that told me about Loomis Chaffee. And so we're mm-hmm. going to read her story. I'm excited. Okay. Hi, I found your podcast on Spotify and I stupidly listened alone while working from (laughs) home during a snowstorm. I was lolling and super scared, but I'm taking up your invitation to send you my experiences and stories. Awesome. Most of my life, I've been pretty in tune with the spirit world. Seeing ghosts and having dreams of people who've passed with messages that would later come true. I've channeled spirits through writing who have given me life-threatening messages for friends. What? One being a washing machine that almost burned down a friend's home. Whoa, that's wow. amazing. What a gift. Such a gift. And I, like, it's one thing to get a message, but to get such a specific one mm-hmm. and you know, like, who, when, where, and can actually make a difference. Yeah, prevent someone from dying. Right. Wow. Before my experiences became more constructive... My experiences were mainly seeing ghosts as a child and a young adult. My first memory was as a four-year-old living in a haunted house at a boarding school my mom worked at in Windsor, Connecticut. Ooh. (coughs) Loomis Jeffy. Whoa. I saw many ghosts growing up at the school, but my first experience stuck with me the most. We moved into the house when I was four, and it was known as the Cherry House and located in a cul-de-sac of other similar houses owned and built by the school in the 1980s. Which makes sense, because in the 1970s, that's when it was blowing up, remember? Right, yes. All the people were going. All the people. My main memory of the house is that I was constantly terrified in the house, especially alone, and when my mom would tell me to get ready for bed, and I would have to go upstairs alone. At first, my bedroom was a tiny office-sized room close to my parents and the staircase, but then I moved into a bigger room at the end of the hall across from my brother, and that's when the activity in the house really picked up. I woke up one night to a loud, crashing noise coming from our dining room. It sounded like someone spilled my mother's silverware, a loud metal crashing. I ran down the hall to my parents' room, and oddly, despite the noise, only my dad was awake. He went downstairs with his gun, thinking that we had a robber, and I sat at the top of the stairs, waiting to have to call the police, and he came back with the most puzzled look on his face. Nothing was moved. Not a window or a door was opened or unlocked. Oh my god. A few months later, I was sleeping in my room, and I have two single beds, and mine was the furthest from the door. When I woke up, there was a rocking chair in between my beds, and an older man with a full head of white hair in a suit with a bolo-like tie walked in, sat down, and started reading me a book. What? I couldn't understand anything he was saying. It was like gibberish to me, and I was frozen with fear at first. But then I convinced myself that he couldn't see me and to relax. Before I knew it, I fell back asleep, and I woke up again, and he finished the book, 
closed it and walked out of my room. Wow. I told my mom in the morning, and thankfully, because of the many haunted places she'd lived in and ghosts her family had seen, she believed me. And she believed me then and the many other times after. That's great. I have more stories if you're interested, but for a start, look up the haunting at the Loomis Chaffee School. It's intense. Best, Kate. Wow. I... Do you think that the families that started the school lived in those houses and then maybe their spirits stuck around? Well, the houses were built in the 1980s. Oh, so no. So no, but it does, I mean, what's her name? Um, Gwendolyn, she's still like around and taking right. care of people. So maybe it was something like the, those siblings who had started the school were so attached to it that maybe in their afterlife they still spent it like spending time with children and wow. you know trying to to provide amazing lives for children because their children's lives were cut short. Right, right. Which is sweet. I like that. I mean, it's scary to wake up to see a man in your room in any situation. But yeah. It seems like he was just very fatherly and trying to take right. care of her. And she full-on fell back asleep and woke up, and he had waited for her, and he, like, finished the book, yeah, closed it. And she said that he was speaking in gibberish, which, to a four-year-old, it sounds like gibberish, but I wonder if maybe he had a strong accent mm. or if he was speaking in another language. See, I was thinking that because it's paranormal, that there's, like, a weird distortion. So, like, if he's talking, and you can tell he's talking, but it mm. tran it like the way you hear it is distant because it's physically another realm, right? That this person right. is coming from. So it's like the sound and the words are traveling through different time and that space, which makes it harder to understand. Yeah. And then Kate also followed up and said that the underground tunnel system, that it's believed that it's a demon that's down there. <gasps> and that's what like the fog and like the injuries and everything mm. that's associated with going through the tunnels is because of the demon that like lives in these damp, dark tunnels. I mean, and then, that is the ideal situation for a demon. Right. Dampness, and she also mentioned darkness. Native Americans um, oh. on the school ground, but I couldn't find anything on it. So interesting. I guess we just have to hear from the people who go to the school. Yeah. Straight from the sources. Okay, what did you choose for an okay. email to read? I have a story from M. She says, I'm a preschool teacher and I teach in a new building that was built on top of the foundation of a 100-year-old elementary school. It's a small building now with only four preschool classrooms, but our room is the only one that is haunted. I first noticed during my parent-teacher conferences this year when I was meeting it, meeting with two parents. We were the only three people in the classroom, and all of a sudden, on the other side of the room, the lid on the costume box went flying and landed on the ground about two feet from the box it belongs to. This box is relatively large and made of thick, heavy plastic, and the lid latches closed. Mm -hmm. It also couldn't have slid off because it legitimately flew through the air. From then on, weirder and weirder things started happening. For example, both my assistant teacher and I would hear the door open while we were in the office or kitchen prepping, only to come out to see, only to come out of our spaces to see that no one had come into the classroom. Our electronics often go haywire. The stereo will play loud static when it had been previously turned off. The mouse arrow on the screen of our computers will randomly start moving across the screen by itself, or the keyboard will start typing letters when a Word document or search bar is pulled up. 
This is po- this has happened multiple times on different computers. Even as I'm trying to type this during my lunch break, the whole paragraph kept deleting. Oh, <laughs> our light doesn't want to be talked I know. about. Someone's trying to keep a secret. Our lights and heat are motion activated in order to preserve energy. And sometimes when I'm the first one in the building in the morning, the lights in my room will be the only ones on in the building, even though no one else is here. One Monday in the middle of January, I come into the class and the temperature was 30 degrees in the classroom. The rest of the building was warm and the heat was working, so I called the maintenance man to come look, only to find, according to the records in our system, that the freaking air conditioning had been turned on over the weekend. Our back door to the playground often trips the school alarm over the weekend, and the police will have to come to take a look, and the door will be closed and locked. It happens so often that the police have stopped coming if the alarm trips over the weekend. Which is like, that's bad. It's like the whole when the boy that cries wolf. Right. What, what if, if there is a real thing? Yeah. Uh, the kicker. The kids talk about the ghost all the time. Some of the kids will point to a corner and say, do you know about the ghost in this classroom? Oh, great. <laughs> and one kid drew a picture of it. It was just a stick figure without a face. But when I was asking him about it. And what it was, he said, it's the ghost from our class. They're so innocent. <laughs> I know. It's just the ghost that hangs out here. Yeah. Yet another kid will talk to himself. And when you ask who he's talking to, he'll say, the ghost. I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> there are bad vibes in this room. My assistant teacher and I are sick all the time. Weird accidents and life circumstances seem to plague the two of us. And I can't even burn sage because of the fire alarms. Eek, I hope this gave you a good scare. It has kind of become an inside joke between me and my assistant, and we blame anything bad that happens on the ghost. Hey, us too. Always. We always, always blame the ghost. Uh, love the podcast, girls. Keep up the good work. M. I love that. I mean, it's bad that there's something scary you know, kind of lurking, maybe a faceless, yeah. dark, shadowy creature mm-hmm. that converses with the children and, you know, right. ensures that no police will actually come check on the school. Right. Or that, but and it tries to keep M from sending us the story, right? Um. I wonder. Okay, so it says she said that there are some bad vibes in the in the classroom, and here's what I'm wondering: say a spirit passes or a person passes away from an illness, and it in the last few moments of their life or the past however long this illness was affecting them, it was really hard on them, and it made them it, the feeling that they felt were horrible so when they pass Mm -hmm. away they when their spirit shows up that energy is emitted to people around which might give off the bad energy because the kids don't seem scared of this ghost it they seem like perfectly okay with it i know but there have been other instances where like something demonic can pose as something kind to gain the trust of the children i know that's true energy that's true I don't know. I want to believe it's nice because I don't want these little kids to be hurt. That's a different kind of class pet than, <laughs> than most. <laughs> they have a cycle. It's like, who's bringing home the ghost, the class ghost this week? All right. This weekend, who's taking care <laughs> of him? Yeah, no wow. thank you. No thank you. No thanks. We always did teddy bears because people... I don't think we ever did anything. There was like that that teddy bear backpack that like travels from school to school uh-huh we just did i think it was a teddy bear or it might have been a stuffed pig like my pig like, like piggy mr piggy mr piggy if you have a haunted school near you if you attended a haunted school if your kids 
come Ooh. home talking about the ghosts in their classroom, mm-hmm. email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we accept all stories to do with the paranormal, whether it be skinwalker, hellhound, alien, odd coincidences. If you found Bo- Bigfoot, tell us because we want to know that too. We like anything that's just a little macabre, a little offbeat. We want to hear yeah. about it. The things that you can't tell other people, please email them to us because we want to hear them. Yes. Please. Please. We also have you. social media. We mm-hmm. have Instagram, which you should follow if you want to see the ghost photo that Sabrina references in this episode. Yes. And we have Twitter and we have Facebook. There's a Facebook page you can like. It's like a business account just saying like, I like this group. This and is great. We have a private facebook group Mm -hmm. that you can join you just have to answer the two questions to be admitted in we have a few amazing moderators who go through and approve the posts and monitor everything to make sure it's a fun and safe environment um and it's also a private group so anything that you post in our facebook group or comment on will not show up in your news feed Mm -hmm. unless your friends are also in the group exactly and we also have iTunes, so please rate and review us. Uh, it helps us stay relevant and keep our podcast on the top 200 charts. Um, another way you can support us is by buying merch, which we mentioned in the beginning of this episode, or supporting us on Patreon. We have really awesome tiers. We send stickers and letters from our ghost. Well, our ghost sends the letters. We have discounts on merch, um, all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to post the live episode that we're doing next week on Patreon for our Patreon donors mm-hmm. only. And we're going to do um, a question or Q&A. So we actually just post it on there. If you guys have questions, give them to us. We are also in the process of getting a P.O. box. There's been a few people who have asked if we have a space for people to send things to us. So hopefully by, I mean, and by hopefully, I mean definitely by the next episode we will have an address to provide you guys with and we yeah. will also post that on our website and um, facebook we can put it use on places yeah put it everywhere and we will see, see you on the, on the other, other side, side. <laughs>